everyone. The topic of today's discussion is swappable battery technology and swappable battery charging system for EVs. With the surge in electrification globally, there are various methods around EVs that are developing to regulate and ease the process of implementation with regards to the overall power grid and hence the charging systems. One such technology is swappable battery, which has great relevance today. We have with us Mahababul Alam. He is a serial entrepreneur and chief marketing officer and chief business development officer for Dimag AI. He has published many articles and books and uh, recently published top five electric vehicle technology trends for 2023 as part of the newsletter series Tech Insights for Leaders on LinkedIn. We will have a Q&A session with him where he would answer all questions around this technology, its know-how and explain this mechanism from a user perspective and as a business model. I'm very excited and I want to welcome Mahababul for this. Thank you. All right. So we'll go ahead with the first question. Uh, this is the basic one. What is swappable battery technology and charging system for EVs? Swap, swappable battery is something that we are already used to in consumer electronics, where you buy a battery and you put it in your electronic system. And when the battery uh, runs out or depletes, then you just replace it with a, with a newer battery. In this case, these are rechargeable batteries. So once, right. once your batteries run out, you put it into a charging system and you take another one that is charged and put it back into the system so that you can have a continuous operation um, mm -hmm. of, your, of your service. Uh, unlike um, built-in uh, batteries that are in, in, in larger vehicle where you have to go and, uh, and wait for the vehicle to be charged and so there you have a downtime and in in the in the case of swappable battery you don't have the you don't have the downtime that's in a very nutshell the fundamental yeah. uh difference between swappable and built-in elect you know batteries right um i would go further into that same point why do we need such a technology and how is it so relevant in the current scenario uh, of ev transformation Globally, we have a goal of uh, uh, decarbonizing and going to net neutral, net uh, net zero uh, yeah. for the Paris Accord. So what it means is electrification is not only for cars and motorcycles, but it has to go across the industry, uh, including uh, um, the construction equipment, including the, um, the three wheelers in, uh, or uh, land mowers ports i mean you have so many electronics around you that are using uh, fossil fuel today uh, uh, equipment so those all need to be transformed and for those things we need to make sure that uh, people can use it uh, and the operation can continue to and the operation can continue seamlessly and that's the reason why we need a swappable battery and the second thing is uh, the cost of an electric vehicle or anything electric battery based mm -hmm. is significantly higher than uh, the fossil fuel based and typically mm -hmm. uh, the cost is about 40% more due to the battery so if we can take the battery out of that electric uh, equipment then consumers will be able to buy those uh, equipment at a, at, a, at, a, at a much more reasonable price and they can use the battery uh, which could be 
as a subscription based they could take a subscription that whenever they the battery is empty they can replace with another one or they can have what is called pay as you go that means mm -hmm. use the battery as when when they need the new battery uh, charge battery they can pay for it or they can charge it at home also so this allows us uh, a economy of scale as well as the economics for broader adoption and 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 lower the overall um, electric uh, vehicle and i'm saying in a term vehicle which could be anything from two wheeler three wheeler automotive or to land mower to anything um, yeah. it it makes it much more affordable for broader populations and thereby increasing the pace of adoption um you talked about the difference um, compared to fossil fuel vehicles now if i want to ask how is it different and better compared to our inbuilt embedded battery vehicles which we already have so the inbuilt if you look at the inbuilt battery that most of us are used to for passenger mm -hmm. vehicles um, the top concerns uh, of of the consumers uh, the people who are driving it and the consumers is uh, range anxiety that electric vehicle mileage is not same as EV mileage or electric mileage. So the real mm -hmm. mileage is not same as EV mileage. What it means is if you if you accelerate, if you decelerate, or if you dr drive fast, your mileage uh, runs out faster. So people get uh, range anxiety, uh, especially if you're going for a uh, um, drive. And the other thing is when you have to recharge, there is a there is a significant downtime, which means it takes a it takes um, close to uh, you know even with supercharger or fast charging, um, it it can take uh, you know uh, somewhere between half an hour to an hour and a half uh, to recharge your vehicle. So that's the time you are sitting in the, or or waiting in the charging uh, area to recharge. Yeah. These two problem. Uh, can be avoided if you have a swappable battery systems, because in that case, uh, you you could just go to this uh, uh, charging station, um, take out your or or remove get it removed, or you take it out depending on the size of the swappable battery, and you put right. it into the charging system, and you take a charged one and put it back, and you keep going. And this is uh, this is similar to how we use in a fossil fuel when you are running out of mm -hmm. your gas. You just go to gas station, you fill it up, and you get going. And typically, it would take in a gas station. Typically, you know, people spend about eight to ten minutes. In the case of swappable battery, you are talking about spending somewhere between two to three minutes if you don't have to do any other uh, things at the, at the at the charging station. So that is uh, that is a significant uh, difference between. Um, built-in and, and, and the swappable. For the consumer, it is much more affordable to buy mm -hmm. um, uh, equipments because of the they don't have to pay upfront the cost of the battery, which is close to 40-50% of the total cost. It also encourages uh, uh, pay as you go, as I talked about before. Um, now, this topic has become something which is not just for people who are tech-driven, but I believe that it is going to reach out to everybody and the mass in general. So I, I hope that this podcast also reaches out to them. So could you give the you, uh, listeners an example uh, of the whole process by giving an analogy or an example that is existent and easy for them to understand? Let me see if I can simplify transportation, if uh, micro mobility such as uh, scooters, uh, two wheelers and three wheelers in Asia primary mode of transportation in, in a lot of the emerging countries, reduce the CO2 or reduce the greenhouse gas emission, you want to go electrification. And, and there the 
um, already you are beginning to see that uh, uptake of the uh, swappable battery modules and 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 this this is a uh, very simple one would drive to a, a swappable station and this swappable stations are not as doesn't have to be huge it could be you know um, around the corner near your store or compared to inbuilt electric vehicle charging station that's that's like a space of its own so it takes a lot of space so these swappable ones can be in the city centers in the urban areas everywhere uh, you okay. just go over there um you you have your uh, a digital pass or, or, a, or identification and you just if you have a subscription base you just punch into the code uh, and and you swappable stations uh, where you can put the battery in so you can you just take out the battery of your from your motorcycle and you just put it into the swappable station then another one opens up that is uh, uh, fully charged you take it out you put it in and you go about your business and if you have a subscription base if you have a if you want to pay as you go then you have some payment method me me mechanism to do that and you do that and you go so this is uh, uh this is almost uh same as uh, as, a, as like a fossil fuel you know you can just go to the gas station you can pay for the gas that you um that you use in this case you'll pay for the full charge uh, battery and uh, and you go about your business um so that's how that's how it is um you know in the best case scenario the reality is that not all swapping uh, there is no standardization around swap uh, swappable battery in terms of dimensions and size and also the power so um, still is still this is in the early stage of the industry so it still needs to be resolved what would we like to do is get to a stage where we have in the consumer electronics where we have AAA battery or AA batteries. It doesn't matter which brand or make it is, uh, they all fit. And if you, you know, some, uh, um, some electronics require two batteries, some require four battery. So, so that's the way if you can make this battery into, into, you know, four of them, then it becomes a battery pack. So we would one day like to get to that standard where you can mix and match and you can, and depending on how much power you need, energy you need, you can have multiple batteries, two, four, six, it doesn't matter. So that's what, that's, that's what it should be. It, it will be um, uh, almost, Re replacing the battery of your remote control that's uh, in, in okay. at, at home now uh, you talked about the battery changing uh, charging systems so what sort of an infrastructure is required to build the whole setup for a swappable battery charging system battery charging systems uh, uh, can be can can charge at level 2 uh, or uh, which is which is basically 2 230 volt 50 or 80 amps uh, ampere. So um, this this doesn't need to be uh, level three or or charging, which is uh, which is uh, you know not readily available everywhere. What it what what it means is this this charge stations. Obviously, there's the infrastructure cost of this charge station, but this mm -hmm. infrastructure could be provided by a um, not only by the OEM, the equipment manufacturer of this uh, vehicle or of this device, but could be done by a third party. So it could be a business for someone to provide battery as a service uh, um, uh, to, to this industry. So yeah. 
what would it require is um, you would need the power, and this power can can be provided by the local housing or the, or the or the industry. So just imagine you are going to a supermarket, and the supermarket has a charging station, swappable battery charging station outside it, and the supermarket uh, has a solar panels. So they are generating electricity. They are also connected to the grid if they need extra, and that could power uh, this swappable station. So you can see uh, this swappable station uh, popping up like mushrooms all over the city. And it's and and doesn't have to be uh, very big uh, thing. It's just like a small uh, um, kiosk, like you have fast food uh, kiosk yeah. where the foods are kept warm, and you just go and pay something and take out the food. Um, a little bit bigger, but than that, but you can imagine something like that. Now, until now, what I've heard, it seems to be a fairly adaptable system. So, what do you think are some of the disadvantage or? If not, what are some of the hindrances that have um, been caused to not being able to adapt this system fully or uh, use it at its optimum level? So there are two types of uh, swappable, right? Uh, one is something that a human can lift it on its own and 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 swap it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that that's why I you know I talked about two wheelers, the landmowers, uh, the uh, all-terrain vehicles or utility vehicles. Uh, these are uh, lightweight vehicles, so they can run uh, somewhere with uh, with uh, six uh, kilowatt hour to ten kilowatt hour. So that means, or even less, even sometimes. So that uh, in the motorcycle it can be even four kilowatt hour, which means two battery modules, each module weighing less than twenty three kilos, right? right. Uh, right. More than twenty three kilos, as you know, in the airport, uh, the luggage will be tagged as heavy which means mm -hmm. it's not good for your health. Uh, whoever is picking it up, it's uh, so under 23 kilos, it's not considered to be a health hazard. So each module has to be less than 23 kilos. Uh, each of those swappable modules are give or take less than two kilowatt hour. So they're ranging between 1.5 and two kilowatt hour. So if you have two of those modules in a motorcycle, you're getting four kilowatt hour and uh, a four kilowatt hour is uh, quite good in a in a in a passenger vehicle. Kilo each kilowatt hour can get you about uh, about five miles, give or take. Mm -hmm. If the if the aerodynamics of the vehicle is great, then it can extend that five miles to close to ten miles. If if you have a drag coefficient of uh, you know some something like 0 0.17, but. Right. Uh, in the case of motorcycle, which is uh, much lighter and everything, so one kilowatt hour can give you 15 miles, uh, mm -hmm. one five, 15. So you can now imagine if you have four kilowatt uh, with two modules, you have 60, 60 miles easily uh, uh, with, a, with a motorcycle. And then, you know, you can change, uh, swap it again. Or it can be even more economical if you are driving within the city. The one good mm -hmm. thing about the electric uh, system is that it is exactly opposite of a, um, a fossil fuel. In a fossil fuel, you ha your, you, your drive efficiency is much higher when you are in a freeway because you're going at a constant speed. But in, within the city, you are stopping and braking. So yeah. uh, it, you, you run out of your gas or fossil fuel much faster. So your, mm -hmm. your mileage is bad. In the electric vehicle, it's exactly the opposite. Because right. you have a you have a stop and go, so each of the electric vehicle has what is called regenerative energy. So anytime you mm -hmm. break, those energy goes back back into the battery, and then uses right. again. So stop and go in the urban area, 
or or things that doesn't uh, is not operating on a constant speed mm -hmm. electric electric battery system is much efficient when you are on a constant uh, speed like in a freeway on a highway Mm -hmm. uh, electric battery, uh, there is no regaining of energy through braking or anything, so it's not as efficient. So right. what? So in, in the inner city, you might end up with four kilowatt hour, you might end up with a much, much higher uh, uh, EV range or, or much, much higher electric uh, range, uh, range in terms of miles. Maybe instead of 60 miles, you may end up doing 80 miles. Right. So that is, uh, th so that is the swappable battery that is uh, that human can swap it on their own so you don't need anybody you can just take out the battery of you from your vehicle put it in the swapping station from the swapping station take a charged one put it in your vehicle but there is another one which is for the built-in uh, uh, batteries swappable that is for uh, that is for passenger vehicle and we you know this has been tried before uh, companies uh, called better place uh, who has done it in Israel and Denmark? Um, yeah. You know they got over a billion dollar. Uh, mm -hmm. They thought each of the swapping station would cost somewhere around half a million dollar, but it ended up to be about over two million dollars. Basically, economics didn't make sense, and they were hoping that all the car companies or a lot of the car companies would standardize their uh, battery technology so that the swappable um, robotics uh, can. Uh, serve many, many o uh, OEMs, many, many car makers in one go. Right. That has not happened and that didn't go well, but um, uh, you see it in China, they are spending money and they are just doing it. The thing is that if, 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 uh, if it is done, once you install this, if you can, if you can invest that uh, this kind of investment, per swappable, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the each of the swappable station, if you make that happen, the yeah. solution is beautiful. So there is also initiative of the Chinese government to to make sure that uh, swappable uh, uh, is more standardized and uh, even for passenger vehicle. That is not the case in uh, in 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 the in, in this part of the world um, uh, uh, because here different car makers have invested a lot of uh, resources mm -hmm. and and they have uh, intellectual. Uh, uh, right, uh, property rights, uh, patents around technology, and they don't really readily want to share with others uh, because they have an advantage. So, so that's why it's not there. But there's still uh, here in um, you know you are beginning to see in the US also. There's a um, uh, you know recently you're seeing in San Francisco a comp company called Ample um, mm -hmm. that 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 raised money and that is trying to do uh, 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 battery swapping, and they claim to have made some. Uh, agreements with uh, five car makers. We still have to see what those. So the the thing is that um, the initial investment is is huge, huge, huge. It may be a yeah. solution that could work in an urban space, mm -hmm. but if you have to do nationwide, uh, that's uh, that's a huge investment. So we have not heard that uh, much about swappable battery because it started with the car, uh, passenger car, and it didn't go well. We have an example mm -hmm. of better place, and so it stopped. But in the emerging market, suddenly you see that because uh, two wheelers and three wheelers are primary mode of uh, transportation and, yeah. and, and, and they want to go green. So this has become very interesting. And mm -hmm. uh, and in the developed country like, uh, you know, Western countries uh, where there is a infrastructure is uh, established, um, existing infrastructures are there. They want to also uh, make sure that the electrification is more than p cars and, and two wheelers. 
So mm -hmm. they want to make sure it's it's across construction equipment, across agriculture equipment, across uh, professional equipments for uh, for uh, outdoor professional equipments in boats, all kinds of vehicles. So when you have to do that, then and at the same time, you want to make sure that uh, you, the cost is low because the government is not won't be always be able to provide subsidies forever. One day the subsidies are going to run out. So you want to make sure the economics of the electric vehicle is as such that the consumer can buy and it is actually could be cheaper than the fossil fuel equipment if you make the battery not part of the equipment. So you want to make the battery as an option as a and you, and that could be pay as a pay, pay pay as you go or as a subscription if you are if you are using it as a professional uh, yeah. thing. So so that's so you have not heard about it, but I can tell you that swappable battery is going to be a thing in the next two years and it's going to be and people will say wow this is uh this is uh amazing and it's not an emerging techno emerging country thing it's actually for everybody and um, and once that picks up you will see that uh north america will be the biggest market because we have so many other equipments that we use and they all need swappable battery so mm -hmm. that's going to be the sum of those who's going to overtake uh, if you know in places where they are going to start with two wheelers and three wheelers only. So I, I think it does sound very exciting and uh, very competitive at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you do think that this technology has the potential to work for every type of vehicle and not just lightweight uh, passenger vehicles? I believe on a long run it has the possibility but it is lacking uh, standardization. See right. The, the you cannot have a swappable station only for car car brand A and car brand B needs another swappable. That kind of mm. economy def, definitely does not exist. Yeah. If we want it to scale and proliferate and 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 then we need standardization and uh, of of the battery. You know uh, at least the connectors and 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 maybe the sizes will be different but we have to standardize standardize on that we also have to make it compatible EV right. platform so so the car makers uh, have to agree that this is not a competitive area that they want to at least the connector should not yeah. be a competitive competitive area the battery the technology should not be competitive but it is competitive right now because yeah. different battery chemistry provides different ranges and also provides different safety you see yeah. some cars will 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 catch fire much more because of their uh, the chemistry of the battery or the cooling system that they have implemented for their battery pack so not everybody has spent the same amount of uh, energy or, or money and so on so so there is a there is a there is that gap but i believe that if we uh, take the example of a uh, cellular technology where basically companies equipment manufacturers uh, they put their all technologies into one basket and they have a licensing agreement based on the patents and then royalties if and and then they compete on different things so that's where you can have a you have much more Yes, it increases competition, but it also increases the adoption. And so that's why you see in the you know in the cellular industry the or also take Wi-Fi. 
right? Take your yeah. Wi-Fi. A good example. Every everybody will be able to relate to that. You buy a Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and you just connect it and it just works. It doesn't matter which or what is your PC or you have a Mac or you have a phone. Uh, it, that that compatibility is there. So and and yeah. that's the Wi-Fi is a is a is a is not a it's a wireless LAN, but Wi-Fi is the is the is the is the, is the trademark that says it is compatible uh, across. Um, multiple devices and if you have a wi-fi yeah. compatible device it will work with each other we need to achieve something like that on this um, and the automakers need to compete not on the battery technology and, and 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 on that level but they need to compete on a on a different level if we do that yeah. then in a private sector or other other industries can private sector can come in and make this uh, battery swappable station as a business yeah. Because they will have the economic of scale if it is standardized mm -hmm. and they have more than one uh, automaker brand that can charge over there. And if that if, if that happens, then I do see the lot of this uh, swappable uh, battery uh, um, uh, also getting into passenger vehicle and heavier vehicle over time. But I I I looking I I think it's still it is at least a decade away for yeah. for that to proliferate. But China is going ahead. They have the money. They are putting it. Yeah, and um, they are not looking at the short-term loss. So it's a yeah. uh, it's a different economic dynamics over there. I don't. It, it's an investment that they are making uh, right. right now on on those uh, swappable techniques. That is actually a very interesting challenge as well for uh, this topic. So if I go a little further into the business model perspective, um, mm -hmm. where do you think should be the balance between the government policies and uh, what the private sector is doing. So, for example, if the private sector is actually helping build that technology, how do you think the governmental policies should support it, or where should they come in the picture? The government. So, government needs to be. Um, what, they're doing the right thing. They are. They are providing incentives. They are encouraging. They are putting mandates even to accelerate the industry. So, those are all all uh, uh, carrot and sticks, right? Mandates are sticks, and carrots are a lot of subsidies that they're 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 encouraging to change the industry. What they need to have is to make sure that what would what what else they need to do in order to make sure that the private sector can take take those things and multiply it. So, yeah. in and 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 this this comes down to uh, standardization. Right. right. Like like if you go to a uh, if you go to take the analogy, if you go to a fuel station when it mm -hmm. says um, octane 95 or 98, doesn't matter which brand it is, you know that it will work. So that is a standardized fuel that you can put in your vehicle so that uh, you don't have to you are not closely associated with a fuel station and your your car maker. You can go to any fuel station. That is that is what standardization means in this case mm -hmm. that we have standardized what octane 92 is, 95 is, 98 is and mm -hmm. and uh, and different brands are there and they can compete on different prices. So if you don't like the price of this one you go to another one. Uh, yeah. we need to how do we achieve that on the electric electric battery, that is what's the role, constructive role of the government has to be above and beyond what they're doing. If they can encourage uh, the the auto industries to come together uh, and to create a um, uh, create a standard, and people who have invested a lot already in the in the past, they can they can they they have they can have more royalty. I mean, based on how much patents you have, you know, there there are ways of of doing that. That has been this is not. This is not the first rodeo, so this is not the first new thing. But if the government can encourage that, hmm. um, what would happen is then then the private sector would see, wow, I, we can have economic scale if I do this. Um, 
in my area i can i can make some money so just like gas station owners are not owned by government you will mm -hmm. see the battery swapping technology is not owned by the uh, by the maker of the equipment Correct. right Correct. once yeah. you achieve that it's going to proliferate like anything and then the other thing is uh, we governments already uh, across the world are already encouraging subsidizing uh, promoting solar solar energy, so houses are creating solar energy. They are connected to the grid. Uh, businesses yeah. are creating solar energy. So now you can have this uh, distributed. You already have distributed energy uh, resources, and you are not uh, fully dependent on the centralized grid. Right. You can have these charging stations uh, consuming power from them, and then you have a, another local business where uh, local people generating uh, uh, electricity can sell it to these uh, charging stations, and that is going to encourage them to have more solar. So they're going to mm -hmm. put more solar in their house. It is it is a it is going to have a ripple effect. It's going to be a snowball, yeah. and we need mm -hmm. that kind of snowball effect if mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we go to green faster than governments doing it. Because you know, to lot of extent, to to large extent, it is it is a government push and government doing it, and the private sector is only uh, or consumers are doing it only when it is benefiting their uh, pocket, which makes sense. Right. But how do you make sure that uh, you know, you know, capitalistic um, uh, businesses can come into and 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 make gains out of it at the same time? Uh, help uh, proliferate. My last question is actually aligning with where you ended, wherein you mentioned the grid. So this will definitely create sort of a battery cycle, wherein the cyclical process of battery swapping will have to be looked at a broader level to understand the grid capacity for a city also. So, um, and do you think this is also referred to as the electric vehicle ecosystem? How do you think we should place ourselves in this? So if you look at grid, you have blackouts, right? Let's just look yeah. at it because the grid, there is an imbalance of supply and demand or uh, that is that is there. So this battery technology, one of the thing with the with the with the, with solar and wind is that uh, you have you generate the energy, it is use it or lose it. So you need to be able to store it as well. So the second life of these batteries, so once these batteries are used in swappable batteries and so on, once they are not up to the performance for the mobility high performance, they are not bad. They can still be used as energy storage system. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and so they could be repurposed to store energies for uh, for houses, for uh, businesses. And then when when you have a, uh, you know, a natural calamity or, or blackouts, this you can have what you call the vehicle to grid or battery to grid uh, back. You can give the battery uh, power back into the grid from those batteries, not only run your house, but also give back. So it is actually uh, an essential uh, system and uh, it's going to replace your universal power supplies, you know, those uh, backup uh, generators that every offices have. Uh, it's going to uh, replace those. It's going to be a backup for primary batteries also. Um, uh, in the data centers and everything. So I think the whole energy is, you know, is vast and we have been using energy. Everything that we do, we need a lot of energy and it's, it's mainly based on this, you know, f fuel cell based, mm -hmm. right? So, so batteries will have second life, third life, and then whole uh, circular economy of the batteries have to come in that who's going to do refurbish, who is going to, after refurbish, how, who's going to extract those material, go back. So we have to definitely look at how do we have not only a longer battery life cycle, but also 
how can we replenish or how can we uh, reuse or recycle the same um, uh, material these are heavy metals and and other things how do we keep on reusing it more and more because not every usage of the battery has to be high performance high performance is in a, in a vehicle when you when you when you need the performance you need the performance but that's not the same case for you know running a house or anything so there is so so there are many, many use cases. So the whole circular economy aspect of the battery life cycle uh, needs to be looked at at a broader beyond automotive. All right. I think that's it from my bank. Thank you so much for joining Mahabubul. Uh, do you have anything to add to our discussion in general? Um, no, I, I want to thank you. And I think uh, I, I hope the readers will take away that the, uh, the swappable battery, there's no one size fit all. Uh, so there is a there is a place for built-in battery. There's a place for swappable, the the low power engines, uh, fossil fuel engines. So say up to 50 horsepower and so on, uh, and 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 then maybe go a little bit beyond 50 horsepower. Those could easily be replaced with swappable battery, and the built-in is from the from the passenger car. And and buses and trucks. I think both has its own places. There are more more devices that will require a uh, quick change and no downtime because of operation point of view and the industry will will find that right balance so both are approaching you know both will move towards each other so the swappable will become more better as the battery technology increases and they will be able to uh, support from lighter to mid-size uh, vehicles and and built-in will also become more swappable with the swappable station uh, as more and more OEM decides to um, standardize or agree on on a common battery technology, so uh, future looks very bright, and I'm I and I see the role of the government also playing the right thing, and I I think they will also do the right thing, and uh, and that's the way we can accelerate and go at exponential rate uh the with the with the adoption and uptake of uh, electrification across our all industry beyond transportation so that's it for me thank you so lastly i want to thank our guest mahababul again uh thank you to all our listeners we will definitely have many more such podcasts coming up and uh, we will keep you posted so thank you everyone 